<laughs> I... <laughs> okay. I can straight face make it through this. Sure. Uh, greetings and welcome to this new edition of the Disinformed Podcast, where we want you to make liars of us all. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we are having an exorcism here via organ, apparently. <laughs> you want an organ. I oh my god, you did. Also, it's the picture on the, the YouTube video. It's like the, you it's know, the, the chick ring from the girl. Ring. Yes. Yeah, uh, oh, so goodness. it's the chick from the ring. This is the, the music that cues when your uncle walks in the room with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> Hello, Jonathan. I hope you enjoy light kisses against the nape of your neck, because that's the only way I can finish. What's your name? Uncle Tushy. This is the Naked Puzzle Basement. There's two organs being played tonight, John. Uh, oh my so what's god. What's the point of the podcast? Yeah, so uh, the general idea here is that we are going to whip a little information at you about an esoteric topic. And then in the information, there are going to be a couple lies to, you know, throw us off the scent of all rational thought. And the co-hosts are going to try to pick out what the lies are amidst all of the other roiling nonsense that is the facts about these particular topics. Does that sound reasonable enough to everybody in the room? Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. So, um, I want to mention before we start running, I've, I've had a series of small conniptions uh, based on Instagram trying to sell me things. Uh-oh. Has anyone else here encountered this like glorious jip that they have going on of, you know, get free pair of wireless earbuds, free for nothing, just pay shipping. Have you seen any of these things on Instagram? No. But okay. I just want to know what your Google search history is like, that they're trying to target you for free stuff, pay absolutely nothing. It's mostly butt plugs just and holes by you saying shipped. Yes. <laughs> oh, just we're not going back to the Romanis again. <laughs> We're Nathan's new favorite podcast, by the way, just for the number of times I've whipped like gypsy into this conversation. Um, no, what happened, I, the first one that got me, uh, as I recall, was um, they had these blue light glasses, which I work with a computer all day. I'm prone to getting migraines. I'm really like photosensitive. And they fuck you up. Yes. And so I was like, cool, blue light. Uh, I'm, I'm totally down with this. So I ordered these blue light things and they were, you know, normally 60 bucks for the glasses themselves. Free for nothing, just pay shipping. So I'm like, awesome. I'm totally going to do this. Because what, uh, you know, as we said in the last podcast, what the hell do I have to lose? Like, I'm I'm ordering this. Squatty potty. Yeah. Uh, So I ordered. And then eight weeks later, (laughs) here come my glasses from China. So as you're tracking the shipping, it's like Yajing Funting province being mailed out four days ago. And then it's like arrived at other location. Moved in warehouse. Order updated. And it's like every three days, there's just this update from China where apparently they have bounced my glasses all over the goddamn country. And then eventually... they're assembling it one piece at a time? I hope so, because it's very Johnny Cash. (laughs) (laughs) One piece at a time. 
uh, and the Chinese charged me a dime. Well, I yeah, don't so. think I have any sponsored things that are that weird. I want to see if I can get anything. They're fun, but and um, so then I ordered another thing fairly recently. Oh, that okay, that's a Hawaiian shirt. And no, uh, first sponsored <laughs> is just Nintendo. I have normal things. Okay, yeah. So. so I got another one fairly recently where it's this beard straightener that all these kids are talking about these days. Where you can sit and, you know, it's basically akin to, like, a crimper for a woman. Okay, but it just put heats so it will straighten. It's a straightener for your beard. And I'm like, you know, I got a lot of waves happening here. You do. See, I have a very wavy face. It's like, you know, Port-au-Prince or something. It's just a lot of water. <laughs> more waves than a Viking funeral. Indeed. Uh, more waves than a deer hunter record. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if you're going to enjoy episode three, kids, <laughs> that's coming. But, uh, so, I ordered this thing April 14th. As we speak, it is now mid-May. I still haven't seen it. it uh, from what I got on Friday, it was in Los Angeles. So it finally made it onto American soil after nearly a month. So don't order anything off Instagram if you are not prepared to wait, because this instant gratification culture we've created just spoils yeah. you. I'm pretty excited to bookmark this and see the next thing that you fall for. Okay. Like, I just wonder <laughs> the name of the Nigerian prince <laughs> that you're going to get. And that's the thing is, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is such a paltry amount of money. I can spend $6 for shipping and watch, you know, the waiting game of when this no, is going to make it, it to me. it is fucking amazing. So. The, like, the... the Amount of shit you'll go through just to get free shipping. Uh, I added on a hundred pack of Glade flings. <laughs> just, flings? Uh, you know, it's like Tide Pods, but it's like okay. it's like sad bastard version of it. So it's uh, akin to like semen on the end of your fingertips. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> so that I could the Glade get, fling. Just so that I could avoid going to Walmart to directly pick up what I was actually ordering, which, if you must know, Condoms. was rollback. Cologne. So, <laughs> I have Lacoste, not heard of this. Lacoste. Okay, John's having a stroke. I'm uh, sorry. Give me a minute. It's Lacoste uh, Sport, and they discontinued it, but I really like it. And I, f everywhere else you look for, it's like eighty bucks. But I went on Walmart, and it was like forty. Okay, on sale because it's not going to be in there. Like, hey, you can come down to Thomas, like go to Central Phoenix, and you can go pick it up, or. We can ship it to you, but it's going to be a couple dollars unless you add one more thing on here to get over this amount, and then we'll ship it. Okay. The fucked up thing, I added on, the flings come in two days, but then... <laughs> I come in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but then the Lacoste, it took a whole week. I could have just... And it shipped from New York. It didn't even come from the oh, one in Phoenix. Wow. So this entire time, I was like... Can I change my answer? <laughs> uh, you know what the funny thing is? Is I was lacosted last week by a group of Cajuns because we were talking about Bad Dixieland. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like the lacoste as well. So, uh, <laughs> divvying from that, the topic this week, ladies and germaphobes, is Levian Satanism. And uh, I, I take it neither of you gentlemen had heard anything about this previously. I my mean, only Hail Satan. Yeah. I, I mean, Hail Stan. And that's, yes. <laughs> My only real exposure to Satanism was uh, reading a very bad fan fiction a long time ago called My Immortal. Okay. Wait, wait for like from the Evanescence song? No. <laughs> that would be awesome. Nothing though. like that. <laughs> I'm holding my last breath. If you actually, and, and I won't say, this is not bullshit. If you Google fans. search the world's worst fan fiction on the internet, you will get My Immortal. It is a cultural icon, and I love it. Okay. It's pretty much, it, the whole idea was that it was written by this like, edgy, air quotes, edgy, 
uh, angsty teen, like probably over ten years ago or something like that. It's an awful lot. Of Some nerd so that read Catcher in the Rye like a million times or something. It's Harry Potter fan fiction, but everyone is a gothic, gothic. Sorry, spelled G O F F I K. Vampire. Everyone's a vampire. Gothic. Yeah, it's gothic. Like, <laughs> How thick is it? It's gothic. It's... <laughs> oh god, that hurts. Uh, but they would. The, one of the main things was that she would always spell words wrong, and she would always just say that she would be a satinist. And that was like my only real exposure. She's so soft. <laughs> she's she's hundred thread count. Like she's so great. Victoria oh. sits out in her room. <laughs> sits in her room on October thirtieth. Well, I'll start out with the image, and I'm going to show this around the room. So for anyone else who wants to follow along, if you're playing the home game uh, for Levian Satanism. On the Wikipedia page, the first thing you'll see is the sigil of Baphomet, which is the official symbol of Levian Satanism and the Church of Satan. Uh-huh. So, we'll get into that later on, because, yes. I mean, Baphomet's a lot of fun. We've, we've spent a little time with him before. Uh, he got my goat once. It was, it was You're welcome. Good luck. Capital. Uh, oof. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing to start with, but I have been fascinated uh, by Levian Satanism for quite some time. When I first stumbled across... The Eleven Rules of the Earth, which is sort of their governing document. So if uh, Orthodox Christianity here has the Golden Rule leading into the Ten Commandments, right. the counter repost to the Ten Commandments is the Eleven Rules of the Earth. So we'll get to that in a second because it's a lot of fun and it's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, and it, as a guiding document or principle, it is some of the most profound material you will ever encounter of how to properly conduct oneself in today's society. But uh, to give you a quick sort of foundation, uh, Levain Satanism is a religion founded in 1966. It's so unfortunate it wasn't 1666. I really would have enjoyed that. I'll take the 6-6. I mean, who who won't? It's pretty much there. Yes, yes. It's so 60. Uh, And Nikki Six founded it, apparently. Oh, dear God. I'm sorry. So it was founded by the American occultist and author Anton Zandor LaVey, which Ooh. he sounds like a Ghostbusters character. He's like, Zandor <laughs> is Lord Vigo. Uh, but <laughs> so the scholars of the religion have classified it as a new religious movement and a form of Western esotericism. So can you define esotericism? I can. So esotericism is essentially anything that functions out of the range of orthodoxy. So if it's not within the bounds of like conventional wisdom. So that which is outside of Christianity or Judaism and anything that is sort of like an ethos, the esotericism is what's contrary to it. So it's essentially like something that shouldn't be on your taco, but it is. I mean, possibly. Okay. If it's liquid cheese, you could go get it at Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> or Little, Little Caesars. Caesars. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I caught myself. Uh, so it essentially it's just saying that it is something that is other, which is, uh, you know, makes sense for Satanism. And it's one of the reasons they actually chose Satan as the representation, because funnily enough, kids, Levain Satanism is not a Satan worshiping cult. Congratulations. Well, mind see, equals broken. Okay. I can't handle that. No, it's it's kind of hard to come to terms with. Ugh. Okay. So I watched a documentary last week or two weeks ago about the satanic temple mm-hmm. and it's the same deal i walked into this thinking that this is the one that's like blood Woo! babies and yeah, yeah uh-huh. um so Middle i'm kind things. of actually like i 
Can I just leave? Because <laughs> I'm just what I signed up for. I thought yes. it was going to get really, uh, really Crowley in here. Well, and it is because Crowley is actually involved. Okay, never so mind. I mean, okay, I'm sitting back down. <laughs> I think you may misunderstand Crowley as well. I didn't finish the episode, but I did read the description. Okay, you're fired. I just, <laughs> you got to stick around for this. Um, there is enough here that is weird enough. It will keep you engaged, even though they are not roasting babies on spikes. Okay, so uh, LeVay established Satanism in, or I should say the LeVayan Satanism, in the U.S. state of California, because, of course, where are you going to worship the devil in California, uh, through the founding of his Church of Satan on Walsporsiknat in 1966. You know, for all of those who are Black Sabbath fans, uh, you know, you'll, you'll dive into that one. He proclaimed that to be, 1966 is year one, Anno Satanas, the first year. Of the Age of Satan. Uh, his ideas were heavily influenced by the ideas and writings of Friedrich Nietzsche and Ayn Rand. Uh, ooh, okay. Question? question? Oh, okay. no, I was just saying that a lot of people That's... are probably just, it's just more fuel for their their, their hate fire. Uh-huh. It's like, well, yeah. here we go, nihilism. Uh, <laughs> if we're all, oh, he's a nihilist. That must be exhausting. Uh, <laughs> nice marmot. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, nice marmot. The church grew, essentially, under LeVay's leadership, and there were regional grottos that were founded across the United States. So, essentially, it's like popcorn popping. LeVay initially introduces the concept, everyone else co-opts it, and it starts sort of spreading like wildfire across the country. And the reason being is, uh, you know, a number of them eventually actually seceded from the church, eventually, and formed sort of independent satanic organizations, so kind of like the fundamental Mormon church and all the other nonsense that happens, like it gets more bizarre as it moves away from the original intent. Right. Uh, and so eventually LaVey abolished the grotto system and essentially said that Satanism was far less organized as a movement, uh, even though it was still greatly influenced by his writings, it started to get away from his own orthodoxy for something that was unorthodox to begin with. So uh, we'll scroll past a, a bunch of this other stuff because we don't need to get you burdened in a lot of the factual nonsense. But the doctrines of the church, uh, or I should say the religion itself, are codified in LaVey's book, The Satanic Bible, in which he details a dream or a, uh, a quick, what would we call it, like a fever dream that he had, where he spoke with a sort of sabbatic goat that imparted a bit of knowledge to That's him. That's really from it. Probably. Yes, and this is where the Baphomet came as sort of one of the sigils. Now, also, uh, Crowley is sort of a numerologist, but was also fascinated with a lot of the Egyptian gods. And that's where a lot of Crowley's initial forays came from, is that he felt that he was spoken to by like Horus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. okay. so, and then he got his ideas direct from Horus. So there's a lot of co-opting of other religious sigils. Okay. Have you read the Satanic Bible? Uh, yes. I have not read the Satanic Bible. Okay. Uh, Shane's mom? There's still time. <laughs> you can win me back. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> uh, so I, it's interesting to see sort of all these little, like, tributaries of information that run off and the way that they co-opt the things that they sort of gravitate towards. But the religion itself is materialist. So it means that the idea that he came up with is he wanted to reject the existence of supernatural beings, funnily enough, uh, and then... Body-soul dualism and life after death. Essentially, we break down to bare bones that this is the life we have. This is all we've got. So comport yourself in the best way imaginable. It's almost, you know, getting away from the idea of Buddhism and the idea of that you can sort of perpetuate through the ages and you'll be reincarnated. It's like, 
make the best of what you've got here. Rational thought is espoused. A lot of these other things that they run with. So. Going again off of the the doc uh, that I saw, it's essentially. Um... Nope, I lost it. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> but essentially, the, uh, the, the practitioners of the faith do not believe that Satan literally exists, and they do not worship him. Instead, Satan is viewed as a positive archetype representing pride, carnality, and enlightenment. So meaning that essentially it's a sensationalist thing, is, and not that, you know, we're holding up giant banners and scaring people, is that... You know, your carnality is something that should be embraced and appreciated as we are human beings with urges. And the whole point of having them is to act upon them. So, you know, don't pussyfoot around a lot of this stuff, kids. Go out, drink to excess, fuck everything that moves, and just hold it down because that's what we're here for. We're spreading our seed. As my coworker Duan would say, it's just a punk rock pizza party all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So essentially, uh, they point to Satan as a symbol of defiance against the Abrahamic religions, which LeVay criticized for suppressing humans natu humanity's natural instincts and encouraging irrationality. So a lot of this has to do with sort of letting rationale guide your principles. If something makes sense to you, that is what you essentially will just latch on to, as opposed to doing things because some random spiritual creature, some purportedly magical Jew, told you that it's not nice to treat your friends that way. So, I know that wasn't funny. It was just <laughs> how that was. Yes, awesome. you're welcome. The delivery uh, was phenomenal. Uh, so, so, there's problematic time mark. Yes, yes. There. Yeah. Uh huh. So, the religion uh, it propagates a naturalistic worldview, seeing mankind as animals and existing in an amoral universe. It promotes philosophy based on individualism and egoism, coupled with social Darwinism and anti egalitarianism. Yeah, you need to look a few of those up, kids. Yeah, hold on. Let's uh, what's 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 that one? Anti egalitarianism. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, it's uh, so it's uh, egalitarianism or equalitarianism is a school of thought within political philosophy that prioritizes equality for all people. So like pluralism. Essentially, kind of? they, but the idea is essentially we should all be treated the same way. Okay, he's saying no. Uh, there, the idea is, is if, if you are smart enough to manipulate somebody else, obviously you should do so because, you know, the, on land. yes. Okay. So the idea is that essentially do what feels good all of these other things that rationale exists. So he's saying, if someone is an idiot and you can't Explain. stand them, you do not need to cope with them and treat them justly. They don't deserve your pity. So he's saying, if they're encumbering you and you can't do what you want to do, yes, it's like, you know, we'll talk about samurai. So you're a Satanist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what I was pointing to is like why I found this really engaging for me is like a lot of these things speak to me as like, this is just a rational way to behave is if, yeah. if you're a good person, by and large, you'll be able to make it through this life without other people really bothering you. But if they do... Uh, we'll get to the 11 rules of the earth here. So one of my absolute favorite things. I'll jump forward to that just because it's... Uh, I think it's topical now. I think, I think we're at yeah. a point. Yeah. yeah. So Good transition. We'll, we'll dive into... Uh, I was going to... This is not While easily... While he's pulling that up, I just want to point out that a small fire has started in the corner of the room. <laughs> we're putting a child over it as we speak to try to you know exhaust the flames. Uh, so, all right. So Jesus, the... Mike, take the baby out. <laughs> I just like them really crispy. <laughs> it's extra crispy baby today. Baby back ribs. So, the 11 satanic rules of the earth, as indicated by Anton Zandor LeVay. Uh, this is copyright 1967, kids, so if you're going to look this up. This is within the first year? No, no. Uh, yes, so essentially the church was founded in 66. Okay. Uh, so he then established his own the work, 11. and then this is detailed in his writings. So, number one. 
Do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. So okay. Sam is obviously not a Satanist. <laughs> For the three of us who are going to get that joke in the room, everyone else can kind of run. But You uh, can plug it right now. So uh, John and I are both in a band called Damn the Weather here in the good old Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, you can you can check us out. But Sam is our violin player, and she is you know completely anti rule number one of the eleven rules of the earth. <laughs> she will give you an opinion whether or not you've asked it, whether she's in the same room, whether she's in the same state. Actually, you're going to hear what she thinks about something. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so continuing. Uh, any questions about rule number one? It's pretty no, simple. No, yeah, it makes sense. Here we go. Number two: Do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Are these not the most <laughs> rational yeah, guiding yeah, principles wow. as opposed wow. to saying thou shalt not? This is yeah. so beautifully rational. <laughs> uh, rule three. When in another's lair, yes, he says lair. It makes me very happy. Show him respect or else do not go there. Unless they have a dirty bathroom. Yeah, then you need to regulate yeah. on some, some bastards. Like a cor- corollary to a rule three. <laughs> uh, the asterisk here. Yes. Unless that bathroom dirty dough. <laughs> That's literally what was written. Yes. Um, if a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. Shit. Uh, rule number five, and this is my absolute favorite. Uh, I guarantee you can't make this one up. I'm going to take it out of the running as a lie because it's so cool. There's no way I could slide this past okay, you guys. Okay, cool. So it's immune. Yes. Okay. Number five, do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. <laughs> now, there is nowhere in any of these writings where the mating signal that I have found is expanded upon because I need to find that. I want to be able to walk down the street, throw my arms up in the Karate Kid stance, and be like, Kaka! and then some woman's like, yes! I'm going to go ahead and say, that was a peak. Yes. But, um, also, the, ma- <laughs> the mating signal, uh-huh. um, that sounds like a 2003 new metal band. Uh-huh. The mating one. signal. <laughs> the mating signal. Yeah, so that's my favorite. You with Ankla. You don't get any better than that. Uncle Touchy promotes the mating signals. Uh, And your uncle would not have waited for you, John. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and he cries out to be relieved. I mean, thou shalt not steal just, you know, takes a shit compared to how, you know, they're like, hey, listen, we have a caveat here. If that person's saying it's overwhelming to them, go ahead and take it. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, acknowledging the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you've obtained. Now, here's even more fun. Yeah, there's some fun shit. Yeah. Um, Because he uh, sort of ascribes the uh, Crowley version of magic, which uh, Crowley in his books actually defines magic as any act which brings an unnatural thing to life. So it causes... He's saying the act of writing a book is magic because you, through the uh, movement of your own will, has caused something that did not naturally occur to occur. If you want to get real hippie about it, any creative, essentially, is essentially, a magic birth is an act of magic. Huh. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, technically, no. That's it's essentially, right. <laughs> he's treating magic like a participation trophy. Correct. But yeah. essentially saying, through sheer force of will, the act of making music 
is an act of magic because you've manifested something that would not have occurred unless your will impacted to make Are it you so. Not entertained. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that as saying it's like you have to acknowledge that that magic exists, otherwise then you're you're forgotten. Yeah. It's all gonna go away. It will abandon you if you've used it. Uh, do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. That's good. Now you tell me that does not break your brain. Every single time I read that, that is the one I wind up hedging on. Where I'm like, I how do I not espouse this as my governing faith? When it's like, if you're standing in a room bitching about your job, I'm like, congratulations, you could quit. You really do not need to subject yourself to that. Well, it I, literally but, is my favorite. Yeah, not my yeah. favorite thing, but I completely agree. It's a great credo. Yeah. Um, Smith on Freaky Geeks talks about something very similar to that, and they are very pro Satan. Mm. Uh, but not this kind of stuff where it's like yeah. not really Satan, Satan, but it's just just fun in, in um, the Illuminati like, sense of yeah, like you know like, we're we're like, being rational. If you're saying you don't have time, it's because you're not creating the fucking time. So stop fucking complaining. And if you really cared about it, like we're sitting here recording a podcast with our the free time that we had, but it's time we could have spent doing something else. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. I mean, I could have been flogging the log for at least 25 minutes by this time, so... Oh, we'll talk about your problems here for this. <laughs> Self-gratification is covered within this religion, kids, so just so you know. Uh, rule number nine, and contrary to almost everyone's perspective on Satanism, do not harm little children. Okay. So there you are. That in, in you know, clear text, they are not roiling kids over spits and, you know, waiting for them to drip down all the good parts. Uh, rule number 10, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for food. And rule number 11, which uh, is what makes me a Satanist more than anything else on the planet. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him. Okay. Do you feel like Randy Blythe from Lamb of God read these and then just made six songs about it? It's it feels, possible. It feels like the tenants, uh, a couple of the tenants, is like what he used to write the beginning to like Omerta. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if you if you haven't heard that song, just listen to the beginning of it. Um, Randy Blythe, whether or not you think he's a good guy or not, I think he's in the middle. Uh, he I mean, sounds like such a goddamn douchebag at the beginning of that song. Any spoken word thing before a metal song? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, sorry, my guy. I, I'm not here for you. <laughs> God. So. Uh, after running through the 11 rules of the earth, that is essentially the governing body for the faith. So anyone who believes in Satanism, those are the rules that you follow. Pretty straightforward. There is none of that that talks about bathing yourself in blood or any nonsense, but it does speak to the belief in magic and the power of magic. So to follow up on that point, uh, Levain Satanism involves the practice of magic, which encompasses two distinct forms, greater and lesser magic. So greater magic is a form of ritual practice and is meant as psychodramatic catharsis to focus one's emotional energy for a specific purpose. What? What? Yeah, yeah. We'll get into the the psychodrama. Uh, (laughs) Psychodrama is an action method, often used as psychotherapy, in which clients use spontaneous dramatization, role-playing, and dramatic self-presentation to investigate and gain insight into their lives. I feel like I'm in school again because I feel like I just blanked right through that. So essentially, they're going like, <laughs> yeah, you like know, now I need to take. If notes you role this. play when you're doing therapy in order to help, like how I'm going to interact with someone when I'm feeling weird, essentially, mm-hmm. that's what they're referring okay. to. Okay. So it's just in order for you to help get a little catharsis gained or have a better insight for how to approach situations if they manifest themselves later on. Similarly speaking, that's what some of this magic is involved. It's, so it's like LARPing. 
Essentially, yes. Okay. If you run around screaming thunderbolt at your enemies, then, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's magic. That's magic. Greater magic, as we've said, is that. But then uh, the rite's based on three major psycho-emotive themes. There's compassion, which is love, destruction, which is hate, and sex, which is lust. So lesser magic is then subsequently the practice of manipulation by means of applied physiology and glamour, or wile and guile, to bend an individual or a situation to one's will. Okay. Yeah. Which is somewhat akin <laughs> to Crowley's forms of magic, but a little bit of a derivation there. But it merely means that your will is stronger than that person's will, and if you can bend them or manipulate them, that makes you a better wizard. Okay. So that is kind of an overview of the broad strokes, if you will. Uh, I can get you a little fun. This is a pull quote I really enjoyed when they were talking about it and saying, in, Le- in LeVay's way of thinking, Satan in- Satanism is both distinctly a new religion, which he himself, without any false modesty, invented, and the continuance of an ancient tradition of opposition to the status quo. So for LeVay, Satanism is also the religion of a playful provocateur. Anything that will shock people out of their unthinking adherence to the status quo is worth thinking about or doing. But within the tenets of the faith. So you can't just run around throwing babies onto spikes because that might shock people. But if you want to have an orgy in public or if you want to start running around bathing yourself in peanut butter and then just, you know, throwing ejaculate at people while they're drinking yeah, coffee. I mean, it's all fair game. Hey. Normal Wednesday night. You're just figuring yeah, out what I've works best for you. I do that on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so that's... That is kind of the, the crux of what I am, uh, you know, throwing so out here because I know that there's a lot of material there. This is going to yeah, make it even more last fun. Pod. You no. Know, it's not, it's not going to be a three-part series on no. Levine's... Or Levian. Levian and Satanism. Le- Levian. It's not. It's not. It's <laughs> not Leviosa. Leviosa. <laughs> um, um, we can get into rites and practices if you want to have another. So I have one key lie. I wanted to make it also, you know, extremely easy and extremely hard because there's so much material whipped at you there. Um, um, but we also want to make it fun. So I mean, amidst all that other nonsense, you have at least three to four stabs each. I don't care how many. Do you want to take a stab real quick? I have one in mind, but I'm also kind of the person that's not going to think too hard on it because I'm not smart. Well played. So, um, uh, I, I can I, get I into have blind stabs. Okay. I, okay. Well, I, let I, me yeah. expand on a further point okay. before we get too far. Because I, I this, wrote it down on my phone. This also falls in. So uh, we have a image of Baphomet here. So they're describing some of the rituals that we have. So uh, Levey described a number of rituals in his book, the Satanic Rituals. These are dramatic performances with specific instructions surrounding the clothing to be worn, the music to be used. Hopefully, it's you know oh. free for all parties and the actions to be taken. Uh, this attention to detail in the design of the rituals was intentional, with their pageantry and theatricality intending to engage the participants' senses and the aesthetic sensibilities at various levels and enhancing the participants' willpower for magical ends. So it's kind of the John Constantine belief structure, essentially, that it doesn't really matter if you know what the words are. It's the will of the magician to manifest things that helps to make the power of the magic. So if you believe your own bullshit, the stronger you are as a musician and a magician. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> but so, so uh, the according to LeVay's instructions, we'll dive around, all participants are instructed to wear amulets of either the upturned pentagram or the image of Baphomet. 
Uh, according to his instructions, the altar is to be placed on an image of Baphomet. So Baphomet is essentially sort of right. like the culling point for all of your energies, which is quite fun. And it should be accompanied by various candles, all but one of which are to be black. Okay, so I know that's truth. I'm, I'm not even going to debate that. Okay, and then the sense. lone exception is to be a white candle used in destructive magic, which is kept to right of the altar. Also to be included are Stunk. a bell which is rung nine times at the start and end of the ceremony. A Why chalice... Nine? It's... I, because Up it's German. six, or... Sure, well, I mean... I think there's an exorcism, you know, taking yeah, place because of dogs. We gotta, we gotta... No, it's not gonna happen now. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Frank. Hail. <laughs> He's Well, see, he was getting excited because yeah. he thought we were gonna get him involved, but... Uh, he loves ritualistic sacrifice. That's one of the things he likes the most. So if there's any potential for it, if he hears anything about it, he's always here. So Okay. God bless him. Well. <laughs> uh, so then they ring a bell nine times at the start of the ceremony. A chalice made of anything but gold and which contains a non-alcoholic drink symbolizing the elixir of life. A sword that represents aggression. A model phallus to be used as an uh, aspergillum. That's one I'm not familiar with. It just sounds like Catholicism with extra yeah. steps. I was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> a gong... And parchment on which requests to Satan are to be written before being burned. Although <laughs> alcohol was consumed in the church's rites, drunkenness was frowned upon, and the taking of illicit drugs is also forbidden, hence why the drink has to be non-alcoholic. Uh, so it's, so <laughs> it's subversion. Yes, it's but you know, it's subversion okay. within region. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so that region. is another section that I wanted to read specifically because I threw a lion. Oh, so, into that one? Yep, so now there are two lies. Okay. But um, uh, we'll let you run back through some I'm going to run back. Okay, do it. Now, in the last episode you said or implied that I couldn't count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I didn't count if you really did read 11 Tenants or not. Um, but is the no harming kids thing actually in there? Yes, it is. God damn it. You are, you are not supposed to harm children. Which, again, I find is really interesting. Uh, just as a, a functionality of their faith, that they're going, you know, we realize that there is somehow this idea that the sacrifice of something that is pure and clean is kind of contrarian to the idea of, you know, most people saying like, oh, it's an affront. But they don't really believe in Satan. So again, they're right. using just Satan as a sigil for them. It's like Got something it. that shows that they are debauched and they just, you know, enjoy taking themselves to the further reaches of their experience, like Cenobites. Mike, do you have Yeah, any, okay. So I'm going to take here. one blind stab. Okay, do it. Um, the fever dream. Did he actually have a fever dream? I don't he did he not. Did. Well done. Yeah. All right. I, and I wanted so to do something. One, that's from that's from the first section, not from everything that you uh -huh. just read now. Correct. But uh, I was also trying to throw off that by throwing that Baphomet was a major sigil for them. But I didn't get into the fact that yeah, no, he had none of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. when he, well, especially because you said that he 
had admitted to directly creating that uh-huh. doesn't seem like he would be like I woke up from a fever dream and I'm like he's not doing this whole Joseph Dick Smith uh-huh. bullshit correct yeah, like yes. he's a little more uh, forefront yeah. about it and... I wanted to have again this is the topic is so fun on its own that if we spent I, half of the stuff I could make up is not going to be as crazy as the actuality yeah. of the fact mm-hmm. so I figure you know just throw something that's a little fun we'll grease the wheel a bit but it feels very bizarre that some just sabbatic goat suddenly becomes the sigil <laughs> for the entire yeah. faith yeah. and there's no real attribution to it that I found here as to explain why they initially ran with it. and you didn't even bring Drew Carey into it once nope not once <laughs> Um, but, uh, so that is one, and then we can get to what the, the second lie is within the rituals and ceremonies, and that one I made a little harder, so. Yeah, um, just because it sounded weird, is it, uh, is the lie the, the nine rings? Or is it actually nine? It is actually nine, nine rings, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I know, it's terrible. It's not three rings for the, you know, <laughs> govern the rules of men. Or not even... Uh, no, it was nine, nine rings for men. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sorry, I thought you said something. Never mind. Um, oh, no. <laughs> nine. We'll give to the race of men. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what was that phallus for in the ritual? <laughs> the, the model phallus is used as an uh, aspergillum. Let's let's see what this is. The aspergillum. Uh, we have a Western style aspergillum here. Oh, kind of. Uh, it is a liturgical implement used to sprinkle holy water. Okay, uh, sorry. So instead of this, it shows two items. So it actually shows like the the a chalice thing mm-hmm. that lo- that is what. So you'll dip what the is. aspergillum into the thing, and but then I got distracted water. because if you show it to, to Michael here, oh, okay, if okay. you see the the goblet, it almost looks like fucking goblet fire. Oh <laughs> so, yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. But so essentially, uh, whereas normally you know it's holy water, so this idea of <laughs> divinity, you've got this dick thing that is then just <laughs> flinging what would be ejaculate. So people. you're so that's great. That, okay. That's the that, that, no, no. I'm not going to say that's not yeah. It makes sense because it's a it's a very distinct subversion. It's a very distinct insult. Yes. Uh, I mean, if you want, you can make that guess. No, but, no, no, no. I'm not going to make that guess. Um, <clears throat> which, if it does turn out that that is the BS, I mean, you like already that. you're you've gotten one, so I mean, you you've got a point here over Watkins. Yeah, so I, I, I don't think I'm ever up. So. I'm never going to get points, but at least Shane and I are both here at the goose egg here. <laughs> yes. Um, um, None of us have ever won. I'm going to try and ask questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it. I'm going to try and and help because maybe the question might help. Yeah, you're trying to help a poor poor asshole like me. Uh, (laughs) Fire away. Looks like you have a lot of burdens that you don't want. (laughs) You're you're trying to be relieved. Take the ring. I can't carry it. Um, Let's see. Does it specify why the chalice can't be gold? It does not. I mean, I, I imagine I will. Uh, I'm trying to play this game where I don't look at your phone because I'm sitting right next to you. I think mm-hmm. next time we're gonna whoever's presenting needs to sit away. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I was gonna say. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actively not looking at things. Um, so I've had I've had one guess. I've had two guess. I've had one guess. You've had one. I've had yeah. one. Uh, I'm gonna take my second guess. That's bullshit. Uh, no, it is God a chalice made of anything but gold. It doesn't specify why, and there is nothing specifically that sort of refers to it. There is a link here as far as, like, citation I can pull up. Hmm. Uh, no, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. That would require reading an article on the spot, which I have not done, yeah. which not herein necessary. lies the flaw of trying to touch on this. But I, I know yeah. the broad strokes here. 
that very specific one is is not quite it's there. Fine. I mean, things there. don't have to be. Yeah. You know, the audience clear. at home, if they really want to, they can hit the pause. They can open up that article and huh? read it all about it. And, and, they can and you know, tell us and jump jump out. You're a better informed person. They probably than we. see. Yeah, they probably see it already. It's probably dangling right in front of them, and they're screaming like the sword of Damocles. Obvious. Why? Okay. Um, let's see. So they use the sword and destructive magic to destroy that candle. It's pretty much just hack at it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there actually a way? Oh, uh, I guess that'd be a guess. In part of the ritual, is that when we're talking about the black candles and, uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and the whole? Night? Guess all you want. I mean, at this point, it's more fun to just you know. Yeah, have um, remember. I will tell you when we're done. The candles actually all or one is white, and they're not just all black. Uh, they are. There are. Uh, I the know. Candles, I'm so all certain about which one have to be black. Yes. Okay. And then the lone exception is a white candle used in destructive magic which is kept to the right of the altar. So essentially they're saying that that is only going to be utilized if you are planning on utilizing something for a show of force or destruction. Okay. Otherwise you don't need to touch it. Now we don't have the the Jeopardy music, but maybe this will help. Goodness. Because we're just one away. Um, Children, (laughs) we want you to join us as we discuss the desecration of Baphomet's altar. It's royalty free because Jimmy was seven years old and he realized that no one would buy the shitty recording. (laughs) (laughs) No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. Um, How do they put an image of Baphomet under the altar? Uh... So they also have amulets that are an upturned pentagram or the image of Baphomet. But essentially, the altar has to be placed on an image of Baphomet. It does not specifically say any stricture to that. Uh, okay. So I imagine it could be just a photograph, could be some emblazoned giant sheet that one throws down. Because that, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Pop. <laughs> but uh, so, yes, it, it's... Uh, there's a lot of interesting... I mean, I can get into all of the nuance here of, like, uh, LeVay prescribed male participants should wear black robes while older women should wear black. Other women should dress attractively in order to stimulate sexual feelings so amongst many of lingerie. the men. All participants are instructed to wear amulets, either of the upturned pentagram or the image of Baphomet. So there's there's a lot being channeled in here, and it also depends on specifically what rite you are performing. So there's a lot of nuances to this that we can mm-hmm. play off of. Can I phone a friend? You can. <laughs> no, you can't. What, the, what sort of nonsense are you trying to pull? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know. Um, I feel like something about that sword, because it seems like almost unnecessarily. Like, Also, where do you get a sword? It's, you know, you have to have something that represents your aggression. And you can't just... You've already got something that's phallic, and that mostly shows lust. But, you know, it's also aggressive, so... Um, you're, you're floating around the right area. Of course, I'm looking at this section here, so I'll right. read it back over again just to get you an idea of uh, so where we're at. This is essentially the hint. I'm, I'm hinting here, yes. Also to be included are a bell, which is rung nine times at the start and end of the ceremony, a chalice made of anything but gold, and which contains a non-alcoholic drink symbolizing the elixir of life, a sword that represents aggression, a model phallus used as an aspergillum, a gong... And parchment on which requests to Satan are to be written before being burned. Although alcohol was consumed in the church's rites, drunkenness was frowned upon, and the taking of illicit drugs was forbidden. Okay, I got two ideas, but you go ahead. 
Why do they have a gong? It's a very good point. I mean, if you're gonna, you gotta bang a gong and get it on. Fair. It's the gong show. Is that your guess? Oh, if it's a guess, then I'm gonna say that that gong. gong. That gong, 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 gong. Is the gong the lie? Not part of it? Is not part of it? As in, there is no gong? It's a lie? That's the lie? Gong is a lie. The gong is. (laughs) (laughs) There is no gong. Gong is a lie. Rip that bandit off now. There is a gong. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the final stab. Okay, final stab. Here we go. Um, Last chance. Is the final stab uh, the alcohol-free bit? Correct, Amunda. Okay, yeah. That's, uh, that felt weird. I, I, yeah, I wanted Next to slide I that in. That, I can say that now. Oh, what's funny is also that they, they do emphasize, though, that line is saying, although alcohol was consumed in the church's rites, the drunkenness was uh, frowned upon, and the taking of illicit drugs mm-hmm. forbidden. So that's why I threw back as, like, I can throw that it has to be a non-alcoholic drink. It has to be an alcoholic drink. You have okay. to have alcohol in the chalice of life. Which is okay. funny, but yes, they don't want you to get drunk off of it. You just take a little quick hit. Pour one out for your homies. Pour one out for our our Lord of Darkness, Satan. All right. So that is just scraping the scab off of the beautiful pustule that is LaVeyan Satanism. I realize that was a great topic, but also it's like I could lie for days and we would never get any further afield than there's a gong, a sword, some some candles, and a phallic thing that we shake jizz at people with. Yeah. Uh, So it's, you know, it's fun. But, uh, that's fun. Yeah. So, so that's if you want to learn more, uh, you can visit, uh, you know, the Wikipedia Satan.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, j- jump on Wikipedia. Just look up Levain Satanism. The Eleven Rules of the Earth. I will probably get tattooed on my lower calf somewhere, Tight. just to remind people. Tight. You know, it's all that's behind. So me. that when that's they right. do step on you, you can just point to the one and be like, "Like, why are you being such a dick, Shane?" Okay. And then you lift it's up, rule or you're wearing 11. shorts. I have to destroy you. And you just like just point to the number and uh-huh. make them read it. Yeah. Um now Yeah. Fuck you, Albus. Yeah. No, that was Frank. That's Frank. Oh all right. I told you he's well, here. Fuck Satan. you, Frank. Um so you liked the eleven. Have you read the seven fundamental tenets of I the have, Satanic Temple? I have not. Please regale me. One more and we're out? Yeah. Sure. Do it. All right. Because these are pretty similar. Um Are are we lying? Here we are. No, no lies. Okay, this, all right. The, no, we're, we're leaving it in earnest. Thing. Okay, just, cool. Yeah. I'm in. Uh, okay, so one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Okay. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Mm-hmm. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. That's a brilliant one. Yeah, yeah. that's good. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to be offended. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Nice. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Oh, that's beautiful. I, People I are fallible. Or fail, fall, fallible? Fallible. Fallible. Thank you. Or fallible. You can trip and fall. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> I've seen it. If one makes a mistake... One should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. The thing that I love about this, like compared to, um, you know, Christian tenets. Now, granted, these are thousands of years old. So I, this is not me unduly, you know, chastening Christianity. But these are so pragmatic yeah. and give you this sort of a little more specificity. Now, granted, as Lewis Black would say, please, for 
pardon me for using the word, I'm stealing it from him. They were, you know, when we get together and, you know, formulate the Ten Commandments, we were ten cunt hairs away from being bad boons. <laughs> so you needed to be able to dictate to people, please don't kill each other. Please make yeah. sure that you comport yourselves with dignity. Don't steal from other people. And the idea, again, marriage is between a man and a woman is because some guy walked in from the desert with a camel on a leash going, I met her out in the dunes. I want her. Right. Like, no, you can't do that. This is only, you know, humans, human on human action human here. Only. We can't. So I love in the modern realm that we live for this, something that's concocted by scientists and theorists and pragmatists. Right. This is the more important to me. This is how you actually conduct yourself in a modern world where you appreciate right. others. You are not sacrificing your own dignity, but you also exactly. are defending yourself and the rights of others. It's, it's just so gloriously pragmatic. Yeah. And the final one, um, kind of what you're saying ish, uh, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility and in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. So, okay. So let's, uh, let's go your ahead results and may vary. Might drop upon... it real quick. Yeah. Because as like an atheist, if gun to my head, someone's like, you have to choose. Like you can't just be an atheist. You can't be on the fence. You can't be agnostic. You can't be atheist. You got to choose one. Here's the documents. Bad. Bad. There I am right there. Yeah. I mean, if you take a critical eye to it, that because we already... You know how often we get involved or embroiled in these debates with people opining sort of like the, the greatness of the wisdom of thou shalt not kill. But then there's automatically caveats that get thrown into the mix. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, during yeah. war times when you're defending yourselves, because certainly if we're on a crusade to defend the Lord from all of these heathens, let's kill all of them. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. this is, you know, I don't want to kill a baby when it's in the womb, but we can kill it in 10 months now with a firearm. You know, there's all of these things that kind of present themselves as we put an asterisk next to it and we contravene it or we find ways to get around it. These... They tell you, you have to be flexible with this. And it's really based on your own judgment. Moralistic yeah. idea, the imperative is relative to you. Yeah. You determine what's right. And if it's wrong, someone's probably going to put you in your place. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, an, a beautiful example of evolution in action. Yeah. And that's what I love. And that is going to conclude this edition of the Disinformed Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you taking some time to listen to us, and we hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as we did recording it. Please do us a favor, float over to your preferred podcast provider app, and subscribe to us there. And if you're so inclined, you can even leave us a review. It immensely helps to get our name out there, and it also lets us know uh, what you feel about how we're, uh, how we're doing here, if you're enjoying the show, as we most certainly are. Uh, if you're looking to connect with us on social networking as well, you can find us on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast. We are on Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast and on Twitter at Disinformed Pod. But that will do it for all of us here at the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Thanks for coming, everyone. Don't worry. We'll clean it up. <laughs>